Jilly Jones with the Adventures of Jilly Jones. And as always, I am excited to bring you this week's amazing guest. And I know, I know, I promise you each and every week that they are amazing, but they are. Like, I don't attract anything but amazing people. And I love to showcase individuals who have a story to share and have a lot of great information. And of course, this week promises to be no different. So welcome, Heather Harris, to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thank you for having me, Julie. I love it. Love it. I know. I'm excited. So I'm <laughs> going to tell about our little blooper first before we get into it, right? So so like, this is fun because you never know what you're going to get with Julie Jones, right? <laughs> because I just live out loud. And so I'm ready to start the recording of this. And I hit record. And all of a sudden, Heather's like, peace out. And she's gone. And I'm like... <laughs> What what just happened? Like, I didn't think I was that bad. So we might have to start to do blooper reels in the future. And thanks to Heather for inspiring that idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, if you're not having fun, we're, if we're not having fun, we're doing it wrong, right, Heather? That's right. That's right. Every time. All right. So why don't we get started with you? Why don't you share a little bit about who you are? You know, what makes you unique? like what you're really passionate about. And uh, so the floor is yours. Take it away. Awesome. Well, for me, it's been this wonderful career in healthcare and uh, 21 years as a physical therapist. And then I got blindsided about (laughs) six years ago now when I had a sudden hair loss that was really a significant hair loss, like every bit of hair on the top of my head fell out until I was bald in my scalp. And so the decision at that point was that um, we're a diagnosis of lupus, of this autoimmune condition, but still not entirely squarely decided on that diagnosis in the medical community. But in the end, I knew what would happen. I said, my body is able to do this. I've been growing hair for my entire life. So it's going to come back. So I just kept on going, kept working in the industry, in the physical therapy industry, um, until I realized the stresses of that were actually putting me on a trajectory for further health issues. And in the end, even after my hair grew back, I went on into a series of uh, mild heart attack, um, hospitalization for blood transfusion for severe Um, anemia complications, then went on to have a full year. I mean, all of 2018, I was down with a level of inflammation that you could barely imagine because my legs were so swollen that I couldn't even stand and take a five-minute shower without my legs feeling from my feet up to my thighs. And they were twice the size on both sides, some of which was... um, at a place where the um, swelling caused all these other issues, which then became my belly, which, you know, after we eat sometimes a big meal like Thanksgiving, you get bloated. This is constant. It was a constant bloating um, that I had experienced in that um, could not be addressed. I looked like I was three or four months pregnant and wasn't able to be treated in the sense of, healing, because I'm always after healing. I'm never one to think, you know, oh, I'm just going to 
you know, go ahead and uh, have this issue and manage it and take this medications for the rest of my life. That's never been me, never. So uh, they, they really managed that by emptying out my belly, poking a hole in the side of my belly and letting this fluid out. And it would be about four liters every time they would do that, which was like, you know, you think about two, two liter bottles of cola. There you are, you know, trying to eliminate that every month. I was going into the hospital every month. And at that point, nobody could still figure out really truly what was going on, except to say, we have this wonderful anti-inflammatory medication called prednisone. And so, of course, we're going to give you that, thinking it's going to um, improve your medication. And it didn't. In fact, it made everything worse. My legs were so swollen. They were weeping. I had uh, bed covers on, uh, different pads on my bed to try to soak up um, swelling because it was even at night, they were cracked open. The skin on my legs was cracked open and weeping. And so got through all that circumstance and got to a place where I really just pushed everything behind me in the um, healthcare inputs that were being offered. I weaned off of a steroid. I stopped going for these uh, fluid taps, basically what they did to remove the fluids every month. And I just determined in faith, I know my body can do this. So I'm not going to keep giving this over to a community where A, they don't even really know what's going on and B, they're not stopping anything or healing anything. They're managing it. And that's a whole, you know, different thing. But even coming out of that, then I went on to um, some other bits and pieces of challenges in my health that got a little more intense. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's a long, (laughs) it's been a long ride. (laughs) Well, absolutely. And, you know, and listening to that, and, you know, I, I know that we just talked briefly before we got on to recording the podcast, that there's more to everything else that has happened to you. And so that, that seems like it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, when we were talking comes out of this is that when you have your health, you truly have everything. So mm-hmm. how frustrating must it have been for you to be in an arena where you're helping people? Okay. So like you mm-hmm. believe in healthcare, health, physical therapy is getting to the root cause being able to really Mm -hmm. support people overall, right? Because we don't want to just mask things. It's so easy. I I love this saying somebody just told me the other day, like when you're ill, you get a pill, right? That's what it (laughs) seems like it is, right? It's Mm -hmm. like there, it's all about masking, not getting to the root cause. Mm -hmm. And then yet, like, I mean, so here you are in a health field and you have all these significant health challenges you know, at that point, I mean, what was your mindset like around that? Like, I know, you know, your body could heal itself, but everything coming at you, like, like, was there despair? I mean, like talk a little bit about like, you know, like, um, where's the word I'm going with? Like, and now all of a sudden my brain's going like, you know, to out the window. Like, hold where on, were hold you? On. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you? Like, wh- what was your thought process? I guess is the best way because, that's pretty like, you know, all things considered, like you can go to despair and hopelessness when like you have so much coming at you. 
Well, it's one of those things that even looking back at how I accepted these medication um, and management regimes was based on the fact when you get so desperate, and I think people can relate to that. You just want the pain to stop. You want the swelling to stop. You want everything to just return to normal and you'll do whatever you need to do to try to get that um, taken care of. For most of us, we start looking externally first. We think this one over here or this one over here is going to take care of this for me. There's got to be a solution. There's got to be something. And even when you know, I mean, looking back now in hindsight, I can see where they didn't know. They didn't have clue. (laughs) But it was enough of a clue that they, you know, I could trust in, you know, somebody's degrees and whatever their experiences were. Enough to think, well, maybe, you know, they might have a point there. I'll try it, you know, and that's what happens is that you get so desperate for a solution that you start grabbing at whatever people will give you. But then you look back and you think, mm, that wasn't a good, <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. I bought myself into, you know, a worse condition. Like, how does that happen? So, yeah. So it's, it's really that desperation to improve, to see the health um, that you want to see, you know, your normal self. So, right. so what was the, what was the catalyst that then that changed everything? Was it you just taking it into your own hands? I mean, like how much of an advocate did you have to be for your own health and say like enough is enough and this is what I'm going to do. So what kind of was your approach? Yeah, it was more of the enough is enough piece (laughs) than it was me actually advocating at that point. Um, Some of this advocacy that's grown into my personality now is a result of looking back over the experiences that I've had. But at that point, and again, really after even they had put me on this high dose of steroid, which put me into more difficulties with the swelling, it appeared to me or occurred to me that really they gave me the reins. Because after a point, the gastroenterologist a pulmonologist, because I was getting fluid into my lung sacs as well. So they were poking holes in, in, the, in my back, mid-back, to pull the fluid out of there too. And this was every month. And so you get to that point where it's like, this is madness and it's not helping. Now, what I remembered in the midst of that was there was a nurse who I saw in the emergency room. Before I got to a point where I had standing orders, like I had standing orders directly with the gastro um, person and the pulmonologist to just go in their office when I feel like I needed it. Like I couldn't breathe. And so go see a pulmonologist and they'll, they'll draw that fluid out. Well, it got to the place where I started to think, I was like, be activated in what your mind knows has happened in this past year. And, and at the whole time, the legs weren't even changing. I mean, the legs were still huge and weeping and cracked open. And I determined that there was in my understanding as talking, I overheard a nurse in the ER during one of the times I went and did the uh, fluid tap in the ER. And she said, okay, we'll see you next time. Because she said, now we've emptied you out and it's going to fill back up again. And I, 
you know? So after a point, and this was September, 2018, when I had my last, they're called a paracentesis when they pull uh, fluid off of your belly. And the last um, lung procedure to do the same thing was in September of 2018. And I said, this is madness. You know, I, it's not moving anything. It's not helping it. Just go get it taken out and fill up again. And I said, well, wait a minute. This isn't making any sense. Well, then I realized it's time to go pick up the little white piece of paper that they put inside of the medication packet for the steroid, because for some reason, we don't really read that to look at the side effects. And one of the chief side effects was um, lower leg edema, which is what I was experiencing. I said, I wonder if as I get away from this drug and, and start to wean off from that, which I did with the rheumatologist, it would be something that would allow me to start recovering. And wouldn't you know it, I stopped doing those fluid taps. I stopped uh, with all the steroid. In fact, I wasn't on any medication at that point. And everything corrected. Everything corrected. So it's just starting to think, you know, wait a minute. What am I doing? This is crazy. You know, so. Well, and sometimes when you are in so much pain or like you talked about despair, Mm. like, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, I, I got to figure this out. Right. Mm-hmm. It sometimes can be the simplest answer. Like, you know, I, it just reminds me, um, I don't have regular television. I don't watch, you know, commercials, mm-hmm. but when I did have, you know, TV and commercials and stuff years ago and like the, all these medications and they would have all the side effects that I was like, oh my God, the side effects are worse than what you have. Right? It's like, no, I don't yeah. want to be on any kind of medication. And to really just take the time to look at, and that's a strong reminder for people listening, you know, today is that like, look at what are the side effects of some of the medications that you may be on? Because I mean, there, there is sometimes a need to be on something, right? But like, you really have to take a look and also make sure that you're having continual conversations with your, with your licensed health practitioner, Because I think so many times, like, you know, we're getting these medications prescribed to us and we don't know how they are counter, you know, um, acting with each other. Mm -hmm. Like I think about, as just a small example, about two and a half years ago, I lost my dad to undiagnosed pancreatic cancer, but like he was on uh, like high blood pressure medication Mm -hmm. and then he was on a water pill right now. I didn't know enough about it, but when I went to the doctor and he kept getting low blood pressure readings and I finally said to the doctor, well, why does he even need to be on high blood pressure medication if he keeps coming in at low, you know, low blood pressure, right? And so they told me to like cut one of his pills in half and my dad was starting to get confused about what he was taking. And my, that was never my dad. That was never my dad, right? So then the day that I had to call the paramedics to take him to the hospital, you know, like when I was telling them and they were looking at all the medication he was on, they told me that, you know, he had taken his high blood pressure medication and he had taken like some of his water pills. Well, the water pills also act as lowering your blood pressure, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that. My dad didn't know that, but the same doctor prescribed both of those medications. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line, they should have known that. So my dad's blood pressure was so low 
that the paramedics had to take him immediately to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, blessing in disguise, because then they did a full workup on him because we knew something was going on with my dad and we couldn't figure it out. And he ended up, that was when he was diagnosed with the pancreatic cancer. And mm-hmm. he was gone 17 hours wow. later. You know, he passed away, right? But it's like, it's asking those questions. And like, I really want to encourage people who are mm-hmm. listening because I have all kinds of generations. We were brought up in a time that what the doctor said was kind of like, was law, right? Like (laughs) it was what they said was the truth. And I am not here to discredit doctors because doctors Mm -hmm. do an amazing job, right? Right. There's a lot that they do, a lot of people in the health profession. But if you have an intuitive hit or like, you know, Heather's talking about something's just not right, you're trying to figure it out, listen to your body and ask questions. Mm Like really, and that's what you did, right, Heather? I mean, you just yes. started asking more questions. So do, do you really truly have a diagnosis of lupus or was that not even, is that not even a diagnosis for you? Well, that's on the record, <laughs> even still. Uh, but uh, yeah, from a standpoint of how to treat inflammation, that's what was an error um, in that particular case, I think, you know, there are certain medications too. We have to recognize the unique makeup of each of our bodies takes it in differently. Uh, steroid is usually often, uh, medication where most people will have the reaction of gaining a lot of weight. It's associated with moon face and all those kind of, um, issues. For me, it was the reverse I actually lost 60 pounds and I'm typically only about 160 pounds anyway um, and five foot 10. So it's not a good look (laughs) when your face is drawn. I mean, in fact, I was walking around a church and people said I look like death walking um, as a result of using this medication um, at such a high dose. So it is it's about asking those questions and getting some perspective Um, along with the healthcare provider, because as you say, it's a collaborative thing, you know, instead of, like you said, in the old days, everybody just pushing something on you and the doctor said so, so I got to do it, you know? Um, So yeah, speaking up for yourself. Absolutely. Well, and so from that, I'm sure it was a catalyst for inspire you to like, Mm -hmm. you know, take a different route because I don't think, are you still with physical therapy or have you branched out now into something else that you're passionate about doing? Yeah, branched more into sharing this message um, with people as far as, you know, gaining the best in our own health. And I think people are starting to wake up and recognize things about what we need to know to um, be in our best health and not just Uh, in symptom control or management or any of those things, but the real deal, be healed, be in a health um, that is representative of long life that we can have, you know, before us. So yeah, I did um, depart uh, from doing much practicing in the area of physical therapy. Part of that was naturally occurring because I had so, so many significant health issues but also um, in that the level of stress and the kinds of things um, I was trying to do a four day work week <laughs> in my last position. And we know that that doesn't happen. You know, it ends up being four, 10, 12 hour days instead of, you know, 
um, something more reasonable and actually reducing the time that I was working. So yeah, I have pulled back from that and focused more on the message um, and speaking and coaching. Awesome. So yeah. So tell, talk a little bit about that. So, cause you can, you light up and you do now look like the picture of health, right? So <laughs> like, yeah, let's let the audience know, like, are, how are you feeling? Like, where are you at and how are you feeling? And you know, how are you inspiring? Are, is mostly your clients women or women and men? Like, how are you inspiring people to live their health? And, and their yes, health? well, it is a focus on women, particularly because I'm a woman. <laughs> And that has put me into uh, kind of arenas where I've been able to speak to women a little bit more. Um, There is um, really nothing major going on with my condition right now. I do still see a rheumatologist um, for regular reviews. And again, it it becomes this, okay, we're going to look at every piece of your blood work and try to figure out what all these little things mean and, oh, maybe we can give you a medication for that. And it all starts again. That's why I say it's this constant, you know, oh, I don't need (laughs) a major medication for one little blip on the radar of my blood work. So, um, so continuing to be more active about that and setting myself up for success uh, long-term is what that's looking like for me now, but it's been very good. I mean, I'm, you know, walking six miles a day and things like that, I've been able to achieve in the past year. So it's not as if I've been um, anyway, you know, the kind of ill that I was. Well, and that's quite the accomplishment when you probably could barely <laughs> walk six steps, right? Like yeah. In a given day. And mm-hmm. now that you're up to, to six miles. So like when people work with you, like, do you help them create a vision for good health or like, where do you, like, how, what steps do you take with them? Kind of like, what's like maybe a little bit of a protocol or what they could expect if they're working with you on a journey of health? Well, certainly vision is the main, one of the main groundings of what it is that we can um, do when working with somebody who's needing to overcome some health challenges and get back on track. Because the idea is we want to be productive. And that doesn't mean you have to go out and work a really intense job or anything like that, because I haven't, <laughs> haven't gone back to that on purpose. But, <laughs> but really, it is an opportunity to spend more time with your family and be able to pick those grandbabies up when they're so cute and little and you want to pick them up and hug them. You don't want to be so weak. You can't even spend time with, you know, the little ones around you or any of those things. Go to, you know, concerts or church and all of that. And COVID has tried to take us all out of that too. But these are the things that the idea is to get back to a productive life. Now, healthcare, um, envision envisioning that in our own health can be challenging because we think we don't have any control. We think we just, you know, we're at mercy of whatever happens to our bodies. And that's not entirely true. (laughs) So in helping someone create a vision, and this could be something really simple. It could be like, for me, I walked around with a, um, my telephone and we all have our phones, let's face it, with a picture of me speaking at a conference. And basically that was my 
um, inspiration as I was going through the health challenges of how to get beyond that. Because I said, this is me. This is what I'm going to be doing. And so when you get a vision for that on a uh, something that visually you can look at on something you look at all the time, which our phones are one of those things or any devices and tablets and computers, when you have that as your screensaver, it's a reminder, oh, this is what I'm working toward. And we get to the place, too, of saying, let's get the words in our mouths to match. Let's speak what we expect to see versus, you know, saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm diabetic. I'm, you know, I'm manic depressive. I'm any of those things. No, you're not. That's not an identity. <laughs> That's a uh, something that we say just because. That's a diagnosis that we have been given. So um, if there's a way to work around that, I have been diagnosed with lupus. As you'll notice, that's pretty much what I say um, as far as the um, lupus um, is concerned, because I don't take that into myself. I keep that apart because myself is out here doing other things and being productive um, and sharing this message with other people. So. I, I really love that because the mind is so powerful. And I talk about mm. that all the time to think is to create. There's a lot of different things where that plays a role. Like I I shared with you earlier before we started, you know, broadcasting that my mom passed away at the age of 59 from early onset Alzheimer's. And she was, you know, diagnosed with menopause. That's what they mm. said was the memory loss, right? But I also really become very clear as I've, you know, um, made my journey through life that my mom's mom. So my grandmother died at the age of 60 and she collapsed of a heart attack or a stroke. My grandfather never mm-hmm. had the autopsy done. So wasn't really sure what she passed away from, but my mom was so focused on not dying at the age of 60, mm-hmm. right? Like she thought about that all the time and she passed two months short of her 60th birthday. So there is no other history in our family of Alzheimer's. She still has brothers that are in their, you know, late 80s, um, you know, still sharp. Her father lived to be like 92, 93, sharp as a tack mm. till he passed away, right? So I think that there was a lot of that, you know, I, I can't, you know, say with 100% certainty, but the mind is so powerful. Like people sometimes wonder, mm. like, how do people like with cancers or other things, they don't do radiation, they don't do chemotherapy, and they just are very clear that they're going to recover from it. And they do. Mm-hmm. So the mind is one of the most powerful tools that we have. And so I love how you're you're doing that where you're not identifying as I'm a diabetic, but you know, <laughs> I'm a person that has diabetes, right? You know, it's right, like right. there's a whole different thing when you say it that way. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And the body reads that. The body reads those responses in the ways that you want to go, you know, whether you want to go in the direction that leads to health or you want to go in the direction that leads to sickness. It's, it's reading that our bodies read that, um, and how it responds. So, yeah, absolutely. Fascinating information. So Heather, what is the best way that, you know, if people wanted to connect with you, um, we'll put it in the show notes, but just verbally out loud, like how can people, Connect in and get to know you more. Well, the uh, website I have available is pretty simple. It's uh, www.heatherlharris, Lynn is my middle name, (laughs) dot com. So 
that pretty much houses all of my information and contact um, for Facebook, social media, all those kind of things um, that are needed on the contact end of things. So yeah, yeah. no kidding, right? We gotta almost be cyber stalkers of each other. <laughs> like we gotta be on every social media platform. You know, and I and I've always won Heather, like your Heather Harris is is somewhat common, right? But when I say Julie Jones, I have to say the one and only because there's like a probably like you Google Julie Jones. Ever Google your name once, just see what you know what comes up and what happens because it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's but you have the adventures. The adventures of Julie adventures. Jones. Yes. <laughs> the adventures and the get shit done. <laughs> I don't think there's too many Julie Jones running around saying that, right? Well, Heather, as we're as we're wrapping up, it, you know, I always like to give one more opportunity. Well, actually, I just started something new. So I'm going to first ask you my my first thing is anything else that was on your heart that you really want to share that we didn't cover today? This is going to sound like one of the weirdest things ever. But one of the things that was my uh, aim as I was going through health challenges was to shift my focus. And we're back to the mind with that. The shifting of the focus came in giving to other people, which doesn't even make any sense because when you're weak and, you know, and there's different ways you can give, especially now because we're all connected technologically and all of that. There's ways that you can upbuild, uplift somebody else, even in a comment on social media or something in response to something that somebody else posts, then being giving, being somebody who's giving of yourself because that takes the focus off you. And then if it involves something active, like you're going out and actively doing something for somebody else, it allows the body to see, oh, this person needs these functions in order to move forward. So I'm going to get behind her and help her to do it. Those are the biggest takeaways I give to people. Well, fantastic. And my new question so I hope it doesn't throw you too much for a loop, but because this is the Get Shit Done podcast, <laughs> what is one tip that you utilize to get shit done in your life? Well, I get up every day and make sure I'm not just laying in the bed and laying around and feeling sorry for myself or any of those things. It's like, get up, take a shower. Like I said, at least why I knew I couldn't take a five minute shower when I was getting no swelling in my legs. It's because I was still getting up and doing it. <laughs> I wasn't just laying in the bed thinking, oh, well, this woe is me. Get up and get moving. It's so important. So important. I love it. Just get up and get moving. <laughs> like, that's a great tip because you know, yeah. there are so many people who like that alarm goes off and they hit snooze or they do whatever. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to get up out of bed. It's like, get up. You know, <laughs> life's, life's calling you. Well, that is an awesome right. tip. that's an awesome tip. So thank you, Heather. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. Our conversation today was so enlightening. And I feel like this is probably one of those topics that we could talk on for hours. And then people would be like, oh, you too. Not already. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Well, thank you again for being on the show. Absolutely. It, thank you for having oh, me. You're so welcome. So this is Julie Jones signing off for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast, where, you know, I am always excited to bring you interesting guests. And of course, I appreciate you listening in. Be sure to share this with someone that you know, because I know that there's somebody out there that can benefit 
from this great information. And as always, have a productive get shit done type of week. I'll talk to you soon. Time is our most valuable asset. And I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.